0: Has such teeth there, and it shows them pearly white, just a jack knife, has old Maggie Heath, baby and it keeps it
1: uh, out of sight.
2: You know so welcome back, everybody. I say welcome back because this is part two of Mn's Take with me, Andy Clark and Matt Macklin with Teddy Atlas. And what we're going to get into in this second part is the latest revolutionary venture, I'll describe it as that, that that Teddy's got on the go. Basically, he's calling for a federal commission in boxing. And this originated back towards the end of May, a few days after the Haney-Lomachenko controversy. He announced that he'll be presenting a petition, which I signed this afternoon. Me too. uh, Thank uh, (laughs) Thank you, guys no problem no problem uh, and sharing uh, a number of concerns with several elected officials to try and just to try and push this through basically and i'll just i'll just give a quote from him here which is kind of sets the whole thing up really so people listening can understand exactly what it is that he's proposing and he says so recent nationally televised professional boxing events have shown a spotlight on unacceptable performances inside and around the ring by officials appointed to maintain the integrity and consumer confidence of the sport. While I recognise the human element is naturally fallible, I cannot—and I think many who love the sport of boxing will agree—I cannot agree that this should be acceptable. The fighters who sacrifice so much in their training and risk their well-being inside the ring deserve accountability and consequences for the actions or inaction by those responsible for the health and safety of the fighters. Officiating in boxing, from the commission to the referees, judges, inspectors, and everybody need to recognise this and step up. It's time for the entire process to be overhauled and elevated to the same standard of major league sports, such as NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, be the Premier League over here, I guess. Um, I, I, I do find this really interesting, Teddy, because number one, I don't think anybody could argue that this would be a positive step forward. but But also because, you know, in, in boxing, people can have... They could be too cynical. They could shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well, it's boxing and just forget about it. And we move on to the next weekend when there's another controversy and we all just kind of end up stumbling along. You've always got to try and and be better. I'm hoping that this is something that really can be achieved because from the outside looking in, and you know the American system certainly a lot better than me. Matt will know it better than me, but you know it inside out. You wouldn't be doing this if you didn't feel that there was that there was a, a future in it. So what what makes you confident that these 50-51 individual states with their individual athletic commissions, which is what we've got at the minute, how can it happen that they can be brought together as one? With well, the National Commission, um, first of all, thank you for
0: talking about this and thank you for signing the petition. And it wasn't, just so people understand the genesis of this, it's kind of like when you watch a fight and the kind of fight where sometimes it's simple. One punch knocks the guy out, you know, disables the guy and it's over. It was one punch. But sometimes it's the accumulative effect of the punches. It's not one punch. You know, it's, it's five rounds, six rounds, 10 rounds, 12 rounds of, you know constant pressure constant bombardment constant punishment that finally gets the one fighter to succumb and that's what it is in this case with me and with this sport it wasn't a lomon haney haining fight so much that the decision was a horrendous decision i had it a close fight where it could have went a draw it could have went a point either way i, I it, either way but The one judge, the one judge, um, what's his name? Dave Moretti, that had it 116-112. First of all, that was not an honest score, in my estimation and most people's estimation. Either way, whether you liked Haney or whether you liked Lomachenko, it wasn't an appropriate score. But even that, it was the fact that There was a lot of close rounds. That's why it was difficult to to say who, you know, you could make an argument for either case. But there was a couple rounds that were not even, that were not that close. And the 10th round was one of those rounds where Lomachenko dominated. It looked like if he kept it going, the flow, the offensive flow that he had going, he might even drop him. And he gave that round, Moretti gave that round to Haney. And then, no matter who who you talk to, most people, and I'm sure Matt, too, would concur that the early part of the rounds and the fight went towards Haiti for the most part. A lot of them. Or some of them. Most of them, maybe. The later part was Loma. He was coming on strong towards the later part. Yet, this judge had five of the last six rounds for Haiti, not Lomachenko. And then the week before, two weeks before you, you had the referee that stepped in and stopped the fight on the, you know, stopped the fight with the opponent was the big underdog with the house fighter Romero. He he steps in there, he he stops the fight where the punches are missing. Yeah, he had been hurt, just like Romero had been dropped early in the fight. And now the opponent had gotten hurt, but he was surviving it. He was doing what fighters do, making the punches miss, and he steps in and stops it. And it it has the look of impropriety where why did he stop in favor of the house fighter? And then when you ask the question to the public, does anyone out there believe that if the roles were reversed and instead of it being the house fighter, instead of being the opponent, was the house fighter in that situation, would he have used the same judgment? Would the referee have stopped the fight the way that he did with the house fighter? And most people will tell you, no, no, he wouldn't have. Because we've learned through the years in this sport how it works. And then... Those examples were just the recent ones that have happened in this sport. But if you go back in the history of this sport, I can't tell you how many fighters I've seen when I caught the fights on ESPN crying, laying on the floor because they had their dreams and their hopes and their, their, their life ripped away from them. The, the change of life that they were about to get for their families and themselves ripped away from them in fights that were even even close. And they got robbed. There's been decisions where people have said, my God, how many times have you heard them say, what fight were they watching? And unfortunately, the only answer I could give after being in this sport so many years is the fight they were paid to watch the pay, fight they were told to watch because as my mentor cus, customer used to say guys he used to say teddy it's either one of two things it's not a big multiple choice thing here it's either incompetence or corruption and then he would say but nobody could be that incompetent that many times that often and in only one direction never the direction of the opponent so I know what I know in the sport. Unfortunately, I'm like the guy that saw sausage made. Once you see the sausage made, oh, my guys, you don't want to eat sausage no more. You never look at sausages the same way. And, that's, and in a way, that that's my problem. I've seen the sausage made. I've seen what really goes on in my sport. I've, I've been to dinners in europe in the united states where there was a big 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 beautiful dinner with the best with lobster with steak surfing turf with with caviar i can't i don't go near caviar i, I, I who can eat raw fish eggs i don't know <laughs> i mean maybe a fish But but I can't. But (laughs) all that stuff was there and the best of wines and everything else. And who do you think was sitting at this big table that looked like the Last Supper? Big table. All the officials, the refs, the judges, the the rating uh, committee, the, the, the rating organization, the alphabet soup, if you will, organizations that rank the fighters. All of these guys are sitting at the table, and who do you think the host is? Yeah, you got it. Believe it or not, it's the promoter of that's promoting the fight that's going to happen the next night because this dinner is the night before. And guess what? That promoter has a couple fighters, or maybe one fighter, that has to win for his promotion to be successful. And he's hosting these dinners with all of these officials who are going to be deciding who wins the next night. That shouldn't be. That can't be in any other sport. The, the, the visual I give people, Mac, is that I say, could you imagine in this country, I know soccer is the big uh, football. Soccer is the big sport over there. And it's the biggest sport in the world. Uh, I know. But over here, you know, you got baseball. It was the used to be called the American pastime, huge sport. Could you imagine? Most people know the universal team, the Yankees. So the so I I put this visual out there. Could you imagine the night before the World Series game that there's a dinner like this with all the umpires, all the officials that are going to be calling balls and strikes, who are going to really decide. Who gets on base? Who doesn't get on base to a certain extent, right? They're going to they're gonna have a big say in the game. And at, at that dinner, they're there. And host of the dinner is the owner of the New York Yankees, the Steinbrenner family. That can't happen. Why? Because there's a national commission in place to make sure that that can happen. In other words, there, there are there, – <laughs> There is a system in place to make sure that such things, such looks of impropriety and acts of impropriety cannot happen. There there are watchdogs there. There there is an oversight committee to make sure that doesn't happen. Because if it happens, it destroys the credibility of the sport. But yet, in my sport, in your sport, in boxing, It it happens nonchalantly. It happens every day. It happens like business as usual. There's no separation of church and state. There's no separation of the people making money and the people that are administrating or supposed to be administrating the laws, the rules of the game. And when you have no separation of those two things, you have anarchy, you have corruption. You have problems, and we have problems in the sport. Fans are leaving it. Fans are sick and tired of it for for a a myriad of reasons. Some of it is because they're sick and tired of non-competitive fights. Where one promoter with a network that's his sugar daddy, that's his network, that's where he gets his money, he will put his fighters in, his undefeated fighters, his Olympic kids, his national stars, he'll build them up with cannon fodder, with like, with raw meat, like feeding in a zoo, raw meat every week in non-competitive fights, and the public's supposed to watch that until finally they get thrown a bone, where finally they get a big fight because they have to have a big fight, you know, to, to push all the chips to the to the center of the table and, and make a big fight with the top guy, and, and everybody comes out to watch. But week in and week out, on whatever medium platform we're talking about, whatever network we're talking about, they are giving you non-competitive fights. That's why the UFC has surpassed boxing. And it it hurts me. I'm calling UFC fights now for ESPN, but my sport is boxing. And to see that UFC has surpassed it in the weekly output of fans watching, in a weekly, I'm not talking about when you get a real fight, when you get the, the top guys in there, then everyone comes out. But when you're talking about regular basis of shows a year and you're getting this non-competitive stuff because the promoter just wants to build up his guy to get him ready for that big fight where he can make more money. And he's using the network to do that as as, as a almost like, like a farm system where he can sign other guys up say hey we're going to build you up for 2 3 years till you get to 18 and 0 20 and 0 and then we're going to put you in a big fight but you're hurting the sport so between that non competitive fights for the reason i just said and the non compliance of rules of fighters getting robbed of fans watching it you know nobody wants to watch a movie when they know the ending and you know how many fans tell me, I know the ending. I know he's going to get robbed. I ain't watching it no more. I'm done with your sport, Teddy. I'm done. And then, Matt, to your point, the, and, and, and to your partner's point, the, the, even worse than that is the other fans, you know what they do? They shrug their shoulders. Ah, that's boxing. What do you expect? What do you, what do you mean, what do you expect? I expect better. We have to expect better. These are human beings. These are fighters. They're risking everything. They're putting everything on the line when they get in that ring. What do you mean? What do you expect? That's the scariest part of the whole freaking thing is that people people got numb. They actually got numb to our sport, Matt, where they just say, yeah, it's boxing. Uh, What do you expect? It's a sewer sport. It's not a sewer sport. It's the greatest sport in the freaking world. You got sewer people peripherally involved, but the fighters, there's nobody more noble. Than the two men that get in that ring and say, okay, let's go. Let's see who's better. Let's find out how far we can go. Let's find out what we can teach the people. Yeah, I'm saying it that way. What we can th- what do you mean, Teddy, teach? We can teach people how to behave when things are tough. We can, te- we can teach people how to go to another place when you think you went as far as you could go, but there's more to go. That, that makes it the greatest sport in the world. But these people, these, these outside that is supposed to be the enforcers of the sport, they are destroying the sport, destroying it. And my hope is to get, I got a petition out there. Thank you for signing it. We got it out there. We're asking people to sign it. And then we'll, we're going to Congress. We're going to Congress and we're hoping. We're not naive. I've been down this road before. I went down this road 20-something years ago with John McCain, the late, great Senator John McCain, where we tried to do this secretly. We were together. We we formed a committee. We were meeting every week on the phone. I went down to Washington to interview uh, with ESPN. But then we started coming up with this national commission. Where we were gonna get it now. and McCain was a fight fan, and we're gonna get a national commission. But we kept hitting roadblocks, couldn't get it through both houses. And you know why? I'm not gonna put their names out there now. Tim, I don't know, there's no reason to. But certain politicians blocked it. And then it was public domain, Matt. Right? It was public domain. And Senator McCain, we were on the phone with our little committee getting ready. To, I had Jack Newfield, the late, great writer, was part of Joe Spinelli, a former inspector general from New York, great man, all good, solid people. And we, we were trying to do this along with McCain to get a national commission. And then every time we get to a certain point, certain politicians input would, would, would put a roadblock up and stop it. And then when we looked at public domain and we could see it wasn't hard, it wasn't hard to, to figure out why Because they were getting contributions, campaign contributions from the very promoters that we were looking to change their life, that we were looking to change where these promoters would no longer be able to do what they've been doing. They they gave them contributions. So they were blocking the bill because they were being taken care of by the promoters. Matter of fact, I went nuts one time on a phone call and I love McCain. But I said, I said, Senator, how, how, it's unbelievable. I said, how do they know? He said, well, when we put together a draft, I have to show it to my colleagues in the Congress, in the Senate, whatever. I have to show it to them to get it passed to the next point. So they took it and they showed it to these, and I'm not going to name their names. You can figure it out. (laughs) They were the top promoters back then. Okay. Same, Same, it's not hard. It's not rocket science, okay? There's not a million of them. And they said they they took it and showed them a draft. I said, why would they show? He said, well, I think you know the answer, Teddy. You just said it. You saw where the campaign contributions came from. But this is what we're working with. They they showed it to these guys to get their approval. And you know what I said? It was a crazy thing. It was dramatic, but
1: I.
0: I couldn't think of anything else i said senator that would be like having a comprehensive drug enforcement uh thing that you wanted to put together to stop the flow of narcotics into our country and you showed a draft of it to escobar yeah <laughs> yeah you, you, you showed it to pablo escobar i don't think he's gonna approve it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and Senator had to laugh. He said, "Teddy, he goes, you're not the only one in a tough business." He 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 really wanted to use the word dirty. He wanted to use the word dirty, but you could feel it. But he stopped. He said, "You're not the only one, Teddy, in a in a tough business." But I
1: know what he meant. We all knew what he meant It's a you, dirty th- business. Th- think about it there. You, you, you know, all about politics. Like, look, look at lobbying. Look at ha, ha, pe- corporations lobbying politicians. What the fuck's that all about? Uh, <laughs> I know what it's about, unfortunately. I course, wish yeah, I didn't. It's the same, it's the same thing <laughs> we're talking about, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I wish I didn't know what it's about. It's about taking care of them. <laughs> it's about getting them another summer house. How many summer houses can you have? They got a lot. (laughs) They got a lot. (laughs) I I mean, we laugh. You know, I'm half Irish, um, half Irish, half Hungarian. And uh, my mother, God bless her, she was a Riley. uh, And um, Lola was her maiden name, uh, was her mother's maiden name. And she used to say, Teddy... Yeah, you gotta let that Irish come out. You gotta, you gotta laugh. You can't cry. You gotta laugh. You can't be all okay. I try to laugh. Mom, I try to laugh. But sometimes you can't laugh. Sometimes it's just like, come on. So uh what we're doing is rather than just what I've been doing for years at ESPN calling for this, yelling, screaming, going nuts. Now we said, okay, let's do something that that hopefully can get God bless that hopefully can God bless see what that means The old talk about Irish saying that means it's true. That's an old Irish saying that when you sneeze when someone say it means it's true. so <laughs> I love you guys, you guys are the best. so we we figure, okay, let's do something as real as it gets Let's start a petition. let the people put their. signature where their mouth is. They tell me they're sick of it. They tell me that I'm fed up. So I'm doing something. I started a petition for a national commission for all the fans out there that that have told me and they've told me they're sick of it. Sign the damn petition. Sign it. Sign it. And we're going to take it to Congress. We have lawyers pro bono, all of them, but we have them. Good people. And they've already contacted people, the right people in Congress. We have an open ear. We have an audience waiting for us. We got to get this together and then take it. And then, look, is there anything guaranteed? No, tomorrow's not guaranteed. I understand that. But we can try. I'll tell you what is guaranteed. That, that old saying, what is the definition of Insanity. <laughs> That's guaranteed. Keep doing the same freaking thing over and over and expect a different outcome. That is guaranteed that that will you will never get a different outcome if you don't actually freaking do something different. And we're trying to do something different.
1: And we, we you know, as well, but but if you know, even even if we, did, if there was like a federal governing body, because like you say, how can you have how can you be banned in one commission in one state?
0: It would be conformity, Matt. It would be now be unilateral conformity with all the commissions would fall under this umbrella everywhere, everywhere. And listen, you know, that old saying, I'm talking about old sayings, right? I'm chunking them all over the place. That old saying, be careful. You don't care what you, what you wish for. (laughs) I'm scared that that that, that do? but what am I going to do? Because when you get to that place, custom meat used to talk about this custom model. and he used to say that we do need a national cook but teddy the one thing if you ever get it god forbid you get the wrong czar because mm-hmm. now you got one bad guy controlling everything mm-hmm. and there's and now you got a big you got a problem even worse so but we got to get to that point but, and but then that, we got to get so, the right so- guy what are so you doing? You, need, like, you
1: you're ready for that job? What are you doing? You're going yeah. <laughs> to... So, so then you, I suppose we need like a constitution <laughs> yes. to kind of set yes. up so maybe you change the main guy every two years or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need... Look, it all has to be thought out. We already thought about certain parts of it. I want to do a pension plan, man, right, for fighters. And, and it's the way that the infrastructure, was is zero, there is zero <laughs> infrastructure boxes. Zero, but it, it doesn't allow for a pension. But if, if I can put this structure, we can put this structure together. And then so when I hear them, Teddy, where's the money come from? 2% tax on all the big promotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those promotions that make 400 million, 300 million, 200 million universal, whatever it is, 2% tax on them, bang, into a pool, we gotta get the right people to run it, but that's the that's the name of the game. And then we figure out the criterion for the metrics for the distribution of the pension. How many years you've been a fighter, how many fights you had, all of that. We figure it out, and we got a pension. And then what's next? I, I want health care. You know better again, better than most. Fighters don't got health care. They 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 could get. God forbid, they get a catastrophic injury. They, they got a problem. So, again, a tax, 1% tax on all the beer. go in for a comprehensive health care uh, program for fighters. Uh, and, and then judges. Teddy, how are you going to solve the problem with bad judging? Well, first of all, we're going to judge the judges. We're going to circulate judges, not use the same damn guys all the time or use guys geographically that that live in Vegas, that are attached to the promoters that live in Vegas, that are connected to the pro- that have relationships and that are cozy with. them. No. Why should they be getting all those jobs? Bring them in from the East Coast, separate them, move them around, bring new blood in. And have a training system for the referees and the, and the judges. Have a real training system, which teaches a criterion that they have to abide by. And we judge the judges. We rate the judges, like baseball does, where we rate them. You got a, you, you got a bad decision there, you get a bad rating. Now you sit down. You don't work for a while. You, you work small fights out of town until you build your rating up again. Only the people with the best ratings get to work the premier fights. It works in other places. You go to a workplace, and if you're not doing your job right, you're fired. Boxing is the only place that I've ever, other than weathermen. Weathermen get things wrong a lot, and they still got a freaking job. You ever notice that? The weatherman, they tell you, oh yes, sunny for the next four days. And meanwhile, bang, bang, bolt, stun the lightning, the hell. And then and, and you're looking at this thing and said, it said it's gonna be sunny today. I and this guy still has a job, but boxing, you got a judge that will give the most ridiculous criminal. Yeah, I use the word i yeah, I use it, criminal decision. And then he's he's not people say. Oh, was there was there any reprimand? Was there any accountability? None. He's working a, a prime job, a prime fight the following week. The following week. That's gonna end. But we need to we need to start somewhere. And and this is the place.
1: Yeah, there, there needs to be a centralized governing body. Although because you know the thing is. No one wants to spend, because obviously it's going to cost money to get this done, but no one wants to spend the money that it's going to cost to clean up the sport. But when the sport's cleaned up, it'll be so much bigger because it'll appeal to more people. That's a great point. It'll be worth their investment.
0: That's a great point. You know how many, and not just that. See the point you made? That was brilliant because I'm going to piggyback that. Sponsors that don't come into our sport, Matt, that don't come in because it's a dirty sport. They don't want to be involved in it. If it gets cleaned up, those sponsors that go to the NBA, they go to MLB, they go to NFL, they go to the National Hockey League, they go to Premier Soccer over there, they will be afraid to come over to boxing now because it's a cleaner sport. Now they don't have to worry about getting their hands dirty. Now they can say, hey, we can start coming into this sport. Do some stuff here, start to start to do commercials with some fighters. Wouldn't it be nice to see a fighter get commercials and get endorsements? Where well, you never see that. I saw Sugar Ray Leonard got one, and God bless him. God bless him. You know he got, but he, he and Tyson when he was when he was very young, he had one. But other than that, you name a fighter for me that that has gotten a commercial, and I. I'll tell you, hey, uh, that, that's a surprise to me.
1: And then, you know, you, you, you've got, if you, you had the federal, like a, a national commission in America, and then you had, say, a European commission, you know, maybe an Australian or that part of the world, then, you know, th- that they can be, you know, there could be synergy then between them and collectively, there could be like a global body. I
0: agree. Listen, man. The, the ratings are a joke. The, rate, you, you, the ratings are a joke. The, I mean, look who's controlling these ratings, the IBF, the IB, the WBA, the WB. You know what their call letters, right? World Boxing Council, right? That's not really what it stands for. You know what it really stands for? You ready? And, and when you hear it, you're going to chuckle a little bit with that beautiful you know, accent. I love it. But... um. <laughs> You know, and you're going to know why I'm not working at ESPN anymore either for, for that. Even though I am working, I'm doing UFC fights for the most part. But I can't help myself. What, that, what w, WBC stands for, really, we be collecting. Yeah, WBA, World Boxing Association, you know what that really stands for? We be asking. You know what? I can't stop. I can't, I'm sorry. I got to finish. The IBF, right? International Boxing Federation. You know what it really stands for? IB Felonious.
1: <laughs>
0: we, so, we,
1: Roger, so we're we going to bring... that
0: I don't get any Christmas cards from them. I don't get invited to their beautiful, you know, when they, when they do those uh, beautiful conventions they do, you know, those conventions are pretty funny. You know, guys got to show up at a convention to, to, to plead to get their guy rated higher. Because if you're rated higher, you get a title fight, right? You got to be in the top 15, whatever. So you get right. So they go in there and they go. And it's very curious how those ads in their brochure can cost $30,000. I never heard of a $30,000 ad before or $20,000 ad before, but there's a lot of them at that convention. Ah, I wonder, mm, just for an ad and a little brochure? That, I don't know, but I'm not. Well, th- I'm, I didn't go to college, so what do I know? I can't figure that stuff out. You know what I, But I'll tell you what I did figure out while I was at ESPN that I don't give a plucked nickel for any of those organizations as far as legitimate ratings. But there is one. And it's, it's near your guys as far as talking about geography. It's actually, uh, there's the, the only one I trust is, and we would bring them in. I'll be honest with you. We would bring them in because we would look to get rid of those organizations that have shown themselves to be less than honest. Let's put it that way. And we would bring outside agencies in to run the ratings. And one of the ones that's in place is the only one I trust. It's called the transnational ratings. And I, and you know what they are? They're, they're a collection of 50 international writers. A lot of them from where you guys are 50 international non-biased, not connected to fighters not connected to anybody in the industry, just non-biased, impartial writers. And they have formed this, they've been around 10 years. They have formed this transnational ratings organization. And they're honest. They're so damn honest that if they deem a certain fight a robbery, wait till you hear this one. You talk about something novel? Wait till you hear this one, you guys. If they think that a fight was dishonest and was a robbery, and their committee votes it as a robbery, you know what they do? They don't award that fighter and his people by keeping them in the ratings or moving them up in the ratings. The guy that won, they don't move them up, they drop them. They actually drop them. If they deemed there was a robbery and there was something funny going on, they drop them in the rating. And then listen to this part. You talk about something that's a little different. The guy that lost, they raise him in the ratings. Wow. That's why I like them. That's why I mention them. That's why they would get a phone call from us if we ever got this thing really going. To the point that we want to get it going.
2: Um, yeah, I'm aware and that's, of that. Uh,
0: that's part of it.
2: I'm aware of them. I think Boxing News over here actually recognize their ratings um because they decided to stop Beautiful. listening to the sanctioning bodies. But with all of that stuff with ratings, with officiating, what what, what is consistency, isn't it? That's that's all we yes. ever really want is consistency.
0: Yes, yes we want. But we want to get rid of what's causing the inconsistency. And and that, you know, again, whether you want to use the word in confidence or that difficult word, corruption, whatever you want to. Listen, what I just described, that shouldn't exist. With a dinner the night before a championship fight where all of the officials are at the dinner and it's being hosted by the promoter who wants a certain guy to win. That shouldn't be able to exist. That, that shouldn't happen. And tell me how different that is, guys, than the old movies when you had the mob running boxing back in the 50s and the 40s, to 50s, when you had the Keith valve investigation to get rid of the mob, when you had Frankie Carbo, you know, controlling boxing to a certain extent, and you had these movies that depicted it with smoke-filled rooms, with a guy chopping on a cigar, with an envelope of cash, passing it under the table to somebody, right? That's where people think corruption is. But what I just described to you, the officials the night before a, a the night before a big fight at a dinner hosted by the promoter, sitting at a table and the promoters the promoter I didn't I didn't tell you this part the promoters uh, the promoters assistants and and uh, you know people that work for them sitting at the table with them and then the judge will turn to one of them and say, excuse me, you know, my wife's coming in. Uh, she's coming in for the weekend. I was wondering if I could get upgraded to a suite. It would be nice. Yeah, no problem. We'll take care of that. Ah, thank you. Oh, uh, my girlfriend's coming in, and I, lo- I need an extra plane ticket. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, I think we could work that out. You know what? It's me and my wife's anniversary, and <laughs> Stupid me. I forgot it was our anniversary and I want to extend this. It's a beautiful place here. I'd like to stay an extra four days. Yeah, I think we could take care of that. Tell me where that's different than the guy with the cigar, (laughs) other than the visual. Other than, right, Matt? Other than the visual, the guy with the cigar, with the sack of cash, handing it to somebody you know, to to make sure somebody gets the
1: fight. Uh, it's the same thing. I say this to people all the time because they go, you know, that must have been a fix. Surely they're I said, I said, it isn't done that way. It's more that's subtle right. than that, but it's the same thing. Yes, it is. The
0: results the same. Yes. Yes, that's the problem. The results the same. They're wine, they're they're
1: looked after. 100%.
0: 100%. And, you know, I remember there used to be this old timer that used to always try to straighten this young kid out when I used to be a young kid, and I say, "Well, it wasn't that bad, it wasn't?" And he used to look at me and say, "Don't tell me it wasn't that bad. There's no such thing as being a little pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, it's, it's a,
2: it's a, it's a binary thing, isn't it? Either it is or it isn't. And yeah, I yeah. guess the problem is, and this this will be true of all sorts of industries, is that. The way people behave is largely dominated by self-interest and if, if that self-interest is just allowed to run wild unchecked yeah. then that's, well, that's, that's what will happen isn't it
0: you have to have parameters you have to have borders, you have to have rules, you have to have people to enforce those rules to enforce those parameters are adhered to, are stayed within, otherwise what do we have
1: uh, you
0: know really, chaos anarchy
2: I mean, and in anything, no different here. Is is there an example of? Is there any state commission, state athletic commission in in the United States that you look at and you think, actually, you know what? That they're, they're not doing a bad job, uh, and and what the way they do it could be, be, there would be quite a lot of that we could take for the federal commission. Not right now, and I, it hurts me to say
0: that. Nevada's a mess. Do you know Nevada? Wait till you hear this one. And I say this to Congress. Our sport, my sport, our sport that I love, we love and care about is is set up to be corrupted. It's set up to be corrupted. You leave it to human beings and say, you can make extra money this way. (laughs) You can do whatever you want. Nobody's watching. It's human nature to take care of yourself. It's human nature to do what's convenient. I mean, that's where character comes in. Proper teaching comes in. Discipline comes in. The adherence to what you believe to be right and wrong. Yeah, that's where that comes (laughs) in. But on the whole, if you leave it to human nature, human nature is, if I could get a little something better, you know, you don't consider yourself a bad guy. You're not out there. You're not John Dillinger. You're not putting a gun at some teller's head and saying, "Give me all the cash." Just a little something better for you. If you can get away with that, it's human nature to get away with it. Well, boxing has created a system, or a lack of a system, for better words, where it begs to, it, it can't help but be corrupted. The way I just laid it out. It, it it it's begging to be corrupted. To, it, it, the whole Teddy,
1: which is it's probably is probably the poorest governed sport out of yeah. all sports. A hundred percent. And and
0: talking about Nevada, yes, now, And talking about Nevada, let me tell you something. I'll take it a little further. When I say begging to be corrupted. <laughs> Learn more at marines.com.
1: Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: They, and and first it's going to sound good, They taxpayers don't pay for that commission. That commission is self-reliant. You know how? You know where the money comes from? And it sounds great at first until you hear the rest. The money comes from the monies that they take in from an 8% tax. Actually, 2% goes to them. But 8% overall tax from all the events, all the boxing events, they comes in, 2% of it goes to run the Nevada Commission. And they make so much money that (laughs) there's an overflow, that they cover all their bills. I don't remember what what the budget was, maybe $1.5 whatever it was for the year. They not only cover that, but there's a surplus of money. So, So it's a good, thriving business. So the monies are coming from what is brought in from the boxing events, the boxing promotions. So that means that if the promoters don't promote, there's no money coming in to have a commission. So that means that everyone who works at the commission is dependent on that promoter continuing to promote for them to have a job. The checks are actually signed. The checks to the officials who are supposed to make sure the promoters aren't doing anything funny, those checks are signed by the promoter. That's what I mean with no separation between the people in charge of enforcing the laws and the people in charge of making money. There's no, no other business you could think or sport like that where, the I mean, think about it, where the, the actual people making the money are paying for the commission. So if that promoter's not happy, if his fighter doesn't win on a regular basis, And he says, you know what, I'm I'm picking up and I'm leaving this joint because it's not profitable for me. I'm not going to be here no more. I'm leaving. They all lose their jobs. So don't you think, when I talk about begging to be corrupted, begging to be corrupted, don't you think there's a little temptation there for them to maybe favor the guy that's keeping them in business i can't put it in a more simple way and when i put it most people are not aware of this they're like oh, what? what what really serious yeah i'm serious unfortunately yeah i'm serious i'm as serious as a fixed fight and i'm i'm just using a little joke there but you know i didn't want to use the old one i'm a serious or a heart attack <laughs> I'm as serious as a fixed fight. Yeah, I'm serious. And unfortunately, I am. And um, I think it's time to change it if we can.
1: You know, I don't know if we can, but I think we could give what, it a try. What do we need to get to, Teddy? How many signatures?
0: Well, right now we got close to 8,000, I guess. 8,000. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't, it pisses me off a little bit, man. I'll tell you why. When I did the last show where I introduced this idea for the National Commission, right, and I was very passionate about it, we got 200,000 views on my podcast in 24 hours, 200,000, then it kept going, kept going, kept going. And then we got 8,000 signatures. I'm saying, "Wait a minute, something's wrong here. I, I, I appreciate that 8,000. Don't get me wrong, but 200,000 views and only 8,000 signatures? like, and, and I asked a couple of good people, what's going on? And you know what they gave me the answer? It bothered me, but it's probably true. They said, the Ten- point. Yeah. See, beautiful. You said it. A lot of people say, ah, it ain't going to matter. And so they don't even try. Ah, it ain't going to matter. It ain't going to matter. I'm not even going to... And, and there's a couple other reasons. They're lazy. I hate to say it. <laughs> they won't even go through the effort. And the other some of those people like things the way they are. They actually have an attachment to some of these things. They have an agenda, so to speak. They, 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 they're friends with these people. They're, they're associated with these people. They prosper with these people. And they don't want it changed. I hate to say it. A lot of people came out and invited me to talk. A lot of people in the news, in the sports industry, you in know, media industry, and the great Fred Sternberg, the best PR man in the business, you know, call people. And they wanted to interview me about this. Put it out there. Put the bullhorn out. We need that. But a lot haven't. Why haven't they? I'll tell you why they haven't. Where do you think a lot of these people that run these websites, these little boxing websites, whatever they run, where do you think the advertising revenue comes from? You got it. You got it. Comes from the promoter. So they're going to put Teddy Atlas on and do a story about a national commission that, that is going to change the life of these promoters? No. No. And that's what we're dealing with. But that's okay. It's a fight. A fight is supposed to be something to overcome. All right, no problem. But we do need we do need more people in the fight. You know, and I would just say that to your point, it was a great point. That don't shrug your shoulder. That's the worst part. You sad don't matter. It's nice when Teddy's trying, but you know what? It, it, yeah, it don't matter. Don't do that, please, please don't do that. Because then you become part of the problem instead of part of the solution. Then you lose the right to complain. The next time your guy gets robbed, don't complain, <laughs> don't scream, don't go nuts, don't break the TV set. No, I couldn't.
2: I couldn't agree more, agree more with that. It's one of it's one of the things I find. More frustrated than anything across all kinds of issues. This is one of them, but other social issues as well, where if yes. you actually do believe in something, you've got to do something because there'll be lots of people out there who will say that they believe it, but they don't. And they're never going to what, do anything. And all they're going to the do famous, is try and maintain the status quo. So true.
1: What's the famous quote where it says history will be the ones, won't be remembered what they did, it with the ones that didn't do something. You, do you know, inaction, with the inaction of... Yeah. Yeah. Do you
2: know what I mean? yeah. yeah I know exactly yeah, yeah, I, know, I mean. know exactly what you're talking about and that's yeah. and that's yeah well and evil, that's it evil evil is allowed to flourish when good men do nothing
0: that's it right uh, there it's and that's that's it and it's true you know my daughter's a lawyer I'm very proud of my kids my son' was a was a scout in the NFL 14 years. they're beautiful people they gave his grandchildren they're just beautiful people and I'm proud of them and my daughter she takes care of her family she she's living with us Because when COVID hit, they had her and her husband sold their house in Jersey, and they moved in with us for two months. That was three years ago, by the way. Three years ago. (laughs) Three years ago. You don't mind. But but no, no, I don't mind at all. I have two beautiful grandchildren living with me that are my best friends. My grandson gets on my chest. He's five years old. Every morning, and he opens my eyelids and says, lazy head. Papa, lazy head. The sun is up. You're supposed to be up. Yes, sir. And, 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 I, and I'm, I look like, Matt, I look like I got four eight counts. But I get up. I get up. And so I'm, we're so blessed. But here's the problem. They just bought a house. My daughter's eight months pregnant. She's staying with us, having a baby in July. We're going to help take care of it. And then they're going to move into their new house, which is about an hour away. So I told her and her husband, I said, you guys could leave. No problem. You could stay, you could leave, whatever. The kids can't leave. The kids can't leave. The kids got to say, now my daughter understands my, my rough sense of humor, her husband don't, but that's okay. That's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's not the worst. That's not the worst thing. Like sometimes you say "Dad, please. He doesn't know when you're joking. I said, that's okay. <laughs> that nothing wrong with that. That's fine. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm so proud of her. So she, she'd get up in the morning. She's a lawyer. she will make breakfast for the kids, wash them, clothed them, take them to school. And then she gets on a bus into Manhattan to work in a law office where she's a partner. She works in a law downtown on Wall Street. She works down there and then comes home at night on a ferry boat comes home, I pick her up, to, uh, no, on the bus, I'm sorry, and I pick her up at uh, I pick her up the uh, bus stop, and she comes home six, seven, whatever time, and then she's, we get dinner ready for the kids. If she's home early enough, she'll get dinner ready. Then she bathes them, reads them a book, spends time, and puts them to bed. I am so proud of her. The other day she's telling me, Dad, and she's a tough girl. She's tough. So it's not like any little thing is going to throw her. You know, she sees a mouse. She ain't going, ah! You know, she's stepping on the mouse. <laughs> she, she, ain't, she ain't squealing. You know, she, well, all right. So she goes, and she's beautiful. She's she's beautiful on top of being, and you can be beautiful and tough. And she, I always ask her, how was your day? I pick her up. How was your day, honey? She's eight months, her stomach's out there. here. She's still working. I tell her, why don't you stop? No, I can still work. I can say, why should I stop if I can work? <laughs> All right. You're eight months pregnant. I think maybe you should. No, I can still work. <laughs> okay, honey. All right. So I pick her up. She's tired. She's walking across the street. I'm there in the car waiting for her. How you doing, hon? Good. Good. Uh, you look tired. No, I'm, I'm okay. I'm fine. And then we talk, how was today? Today was good. All right. And then all of a sudden, she says, you know, I was thinking about you. I said, oh, that's nice. She goes, Naya. She goes, Dad, I was, I was coming. I was walking in to my building. And there was a homeless man, obviously a problem man. We call him homeless. But there was a man, obviously, that has not seen the best of life. And he said, she said, he's laying in the street, not even on the sidewalk. Was like off the sidewalk. He whatever he fell there, whatever, and and he's laying there, and people were walking past him. He said literally walking past him, like they didn't see him, like it was a paper bag, on a, on the ground, and you walk around the paper bag because you don't know what's in the paper bag, and if you step on it, you might get something on your shoe, and they just ignore. And she was she almost had a like. She almost had like tears in her eyes, she said, and she's a tough girl. She says, I, I, I went looking all over the place right away for, you know, medical people. i, I looking around for, for a cop, you know, police officer to bring him over to see if he, you know, if he was alive. But to obviously to see if he, he needed some help, obviously, and maybe it's more deeper than that. I understand. But immediate help. And everybody, like we were talking about, Matt, they, like we were talking about with well, boxing, which is the worst place you can get to, where people became numb, where where people in our society have become numb. Like, you don't care about your, your human brother or sister. For me, I look at it, I'm not getting dramatic here, but we're a family. We're a human family. We're a human family. and And... Here's a human being in distress, and, and you're walking around him like he's not human. Well, you know what that says to me? We are losing part of our humanity. We are losing part. We don't look at it that way. We say, oh, yeah, you know, he's a mess, he's that. Well, we shrug it off. We, just, we, we get numb to it. We, you see so much. Of, but how can you get numb to that? Yes. How can you get numb to ignoring humanity and what's right and wrong with our fellow human beings? How do you get to that point? And, we, and you know what? A large portion of our society, unfortunately, has gotten to that. And that's scary. That's scarier than, than, than the heavy taxes we're dealing with, with the recession that we're dealing with, with the grocery prices that are horrible for milk and for eggs and for meat that we're dealing with. That's all awful. But this is more awful. This this is, this is life. This is life. And when that becomes meaningless, we got a big problem. We all have a big problem. And I'm sorry I took us there. But... You know, you guys are so easy to talk to and, and so real and so comfortable to talk to. And plus, you're talking my language, your language, boxing. I I just, you know, I always use the metaphor that boxing is life. And then you probably would agree with it, being that it's been your life. But boxing is life. We, we all have to fight. We don't have to be in the ring, but we all have to fight. You know, to get to where we were trying to get to.
1: All the, all, the, all the lessons are transferable to life, aren't they?
0: Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They truly are. And, you know, and that's why I think that the sport of boxing is worth saving. You know, it's, it's, it's worth saving
1: for, that, for you, those reasons. You mentioned, like, because we've got, I've got to wrap it up soon, but you like talked about the fear, you know, not being afraid. It, there's two emotions, love and fear. And every other emotion falls under one or the other. And yeah. it's knowing, it, it, you have to be, you can't deny fear because then it can bother you. No, face fear, face it,
2: acknowledge Understand
0: it. it. Yeah. And
1: then work through it.
0: 100%. 100%. Couldn't say it better.
2: 100%. Okay, I think that's a, I think that's a great place to to leave it. I think that's a great like place they, to leave like it. Like
0: they say in your business, that's a wrap.
2: That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Um Oh, this has been great fun um sitting it's here the last couple of too. hours just watching the the light fade in in the, in east london listening listening um been been fantastic thanks for your time um we will get you back at some at some point i'm sure all the best with with the commission everybody listening matt please take listeners you do Sorry. care about boxing so get in there and sign that petition Thank you. and don't shrug your shoulders and say everything's fine when we get the the next robbery or we get the next terrible piece of whatever it is you know as, as 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 a community as a boxing community we do have a voice change can be affected it can be painful but but we might have to go through some short-term pain here for a long-term gain um and we all and we should all be behind it um so i hope everybody's well um thanks for listening as always and we will catch you again next time Yes. That-